Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. This is the Roy Green Show. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show at the Roy Green Show. Uh, I've been a big fan of Charles Krauthammer for many years. Loved his columns, his political insights, his well thought out answers. When you asked Charles Krauthammer a question, you got an answer, and a very well thought out answer. I happened to be watching Fox News last night when they made the announcement that. Um, Charles Krauthammer was announcing through spokesperson that he only had a few weeks left to live. Cancer has just made its way through his his body. It's metastasized, and uh, he has very short time left to live. Very gracious, very courageous in the statement that uh, was made on behalf of, of Charles. I had the opportunity in 2014 to speak with him and interview him on a number of issues, And for the balance of the show today and tomorrow, we're going to play parts of that interview for you. Here's some of what we talked about. And Keystone Pipeline came up. Listen. Is Mr. Obama skating in place on Keystone? And I much enjoyed your column last week in which you advised the president to, quote, stop jerking Canada around. I just find it, I mean, even if I hadn't spent my childhood, a rather happy childhood, growing up in your country and have all the affection I still do for it, I would have written the same damn thing. Canada is the closest American ally ever. And our nearest friend, our most generous, and, I mean, just the fact that he has left Canada dangling for five years, just this act of cynicism to me is staggering. There are no good arguments against building it. He knows it. It's a pure political ploy to appease his environmental left. He's now been reelected. He's not going to run again. There was every reason to approve it, and he had postponed it through the 2012 election for cynical reasons. Fine. Well, that election is way over. Why isn't he acting? And I think it is to appease his left base. He's afraid he's going to lose the Senate in the midterm elections, which will make him utterly powerless and irrelevant. And I think... He's now going to postpone it, at least through the midterm elections. And who knows? I think he's likely to say no, actually. I, I had always thought he would say yes. He was simply, you know, trying to time it so it does the least political damage to him. Although public opinion generally is very pro. It's his base he worries about. And certainly this country is, uh, is fed up, as, as you know, and our foreign affairs minister said as much in polite, polite tones. And the longer he waits, the less I think of an issue it's going to be to Canada. Um, well, I know, because uh, you obviously have an alternative. And the idea of the environmental left here, that if we don't take 
uh, your oil. It's going to stay in the ground. It's preposterous. No one's going to leave it in the ground. It's a great national resource. And there are a lot of people who want its product. And you can go west, or you could ship it by truck, you know, by, or, or by rail, of course, which, as you know from that terrible experience in Quebec, is a very dangerous way to do it. But the cynicism of this administration will, uh, uh, implies that they will, they will tolerate it being brought by rail, or even tolerate losing the resource if it can sustain the Democrats and get them through these uh, midterm elections. Charles Krauthammer. And this is what we were thinking in 2014. In fact, we to a certain extent still believe that there's no way this natural resource of ours is going to be kept in the ground. But there's a huge effort underway, and it's been underway for years, to do exactly that. And we've talked about it at length over the pipeline issue. And interesting to hear Keystone mentioned again and how Canada, according to Charles Krauthammer, was being jerked around by Barack Obama as far as Keystone was concerned. Um, We'll play another piece of the interview before the end of the show today and then have some more for you tomorrow, 2014. I had the opportunity to speak with Mr. Krauthammer Dr. Frank Farley joins us, who, uh, like Charles Krauthammer, has a tremendous connection to this country. Charles grew up in Canada, went to school in Montreal, high school and then university. Um, Frank was born and raised in Edmonton, right? Yes. How are you, Dr. Farley? I'm good. I also got two degrees from the wonderful University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon. Wow, that's a great school. Yep. Great, great reputation. And now you're a professor at Temple University, and are you still the people's professor? Yes. Psychology Today magazine. Yep. Let's talk about something that's been difficult to absorb, and uh, that's why I was trying to get into this a little more in a a light vein, but the topic is anything but light. Two celebrity suicides this week, and suicide is statistically on the increase. We always seem surprised... uh, when people who appear to have it all take their own lives, Frank. This week it was Kate Spade, fashion accessories designer, and chef and author and broadcaster Anthony Bourdain. My question out of the gate here is this. Does anyone go through an entire lifetime without ever experiencing suicidal thoughts of one kind or another? Probably not. Uh you know, our conception of death is very profound. It influences people in all sorts of ways. Uh, we call it death anxiety in psychology. But, you know, some of us think that it underlies many other forms of, of problems. That is, fear of dying, death anxiety, what's going to happen, what's it going to be like. Um, and how it relates to the problems that we have in our current life. Would it be better on the other side, for example? And uh, so our conceptions of, of death are profound. I think, they, I think everybody probably has some thoughts uh, of suicide at some point in their life. So if you were to have a thought, 
that goes like this, I'd be better off dead. Do you ignore that thought? Do you just skate past it, or do you get help? Well, get help. Um, You know, uh, psychologists and psychiatrists deal very frequently with uh, people having suicidal thoughts. And there's all sorts of approaches to taking care of it so that you go on to have a, a wonderful life. So if anybody's having significant thoughts about suicide, they should get themselves to a psychologist or a psychiatrist because we can help you in very uh, significant ways. And in all of the communities, all the provinces where we're broadcasting, uh, there are suicide hotlines. There are organizations there waiting 24-7 to provide you support. Now, Kate Spade in her mid-50s, Anthony Bourdain was 61. Both of them very wealthy, both of them very famous. And we would think, the average person might think, and count me among that group, where wealth and fame would be some kind of firewall against suicidal feelings. Apparently not. Apparently not in these cases. And, of course, I don't know, you know, exactly why these happened. I haven't even heard if there was a suicide note. Maybe you know of that. I don't, Frank. Uh, I don't. Yeah. And so it's very hard, uh, shy of reading a suicide note, to know exactly what was going on. But, you know, from the outside, I can look at these people, and particularly Anthony Bourdain, because I know much more about him. He was, uh, I think, really more in the public eye. Um, He had one heck of a life. Apparently, he was on the road 250 to 275 days a year, you know, living in hotels, hotel rooms, living on the edge. Um, He had earlier history of, uh, of addictions significant battles with addictions earlier, a couple of marriages. Um, He had some degree of shared custody with the the 11-year-old daughter, but how do you handle shared custody when you're on the road 275 Mm -hmm. days a year? So my own feeling would be that it, it sounds sort of like a perfect storm of, you know, incredible levels of stimulation and changing behaviors, that nothing secure, nothing solid, uh, different hotel room every few days, uh, dealing with different people all the time, eating all these different foods from different countries. Um, when I've seen the show, there was a lot of drinking going on, and uh, that doesn't help you. Um, and so uh, he had an extremely unusual life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, about the only term that I could come up with is sort of a perfect storm. Um, he seems to have had a kind of risk-taking personality, which is a personality type that I have studied for many years. Uh, and these are people who live on the edge. They're, they're always pushing the envelope. And sometimes it can go bad. Yeah. So they, And I worry if uh, that might have been what happened here. Not necessarily having a foundation to fall back on. Uh, is there yeah. such a thing as suicide contagion? I ke- I've heard this term several times this week, and there's, of course, statistical evidence which shows there's been an increase in suicides um, globally. But does suicide contagion exist? It's possible. Uh, there's a whole new interest in the, in the 
behavioral sciences and the cognitive sciences in the whole concept of contagion, emotional contagion, uh, imitation. Another term we sometimes use is parasocial life. That is, people who live their lives through media figures, you know, through people mm -hmm. on television and in television shows. So if a famous figure takes their own life, is it possible that somebody who has sort of lives their life through media figures might do it in imitation? Mm -hmm. So um, we don't have a lot of hard science on this. There is some new research, interestingly, on the violence contagion, suggesting that it can be contagious. Uh, suicide is a sort of violence against the self. Uh, so I think you're raising a really important point. The Centers for Disease Control here in the States has been arguing that this increase in suicide, which is undoubtedly happening, at least in the States, uh, they have argued that one of the factors is the opioid uh, epidemic. Uh, that, you know, they have their theory as to why we're seeing this increase. Uh, they also argue that the uh, fallout from the 2008 economic recession, which dislocated a lot of lives, right. uh, is still with us. Right, Frank. And, I'm going. Uh, that can be leading to hopelessness and depression. Yeah, I have to stop. Which are key factors in uh, suicide. I have to stop, Doctor Farley, because the clock, as usual. But I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Been a difficult week. Lots of fans um, for for both of these uh, people, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. And thanks for taking the time, Frank. You're you're welcome, Doctor Frank Farley on the Roy Green Show. We're back in a minute. Tell you about the next hour.